Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to On My Block, Packers Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Wall, along with me, as always, Packers all-time leading rusher, Amon Green. Amon, what is going on, my man? Man, not much, man. Just uh, trying to process everything that's going on this last weekend. Because it seems like college football and pro football is, like, flipped upside down like a turtle on its back. And trying to – it's failing. It's like, I'm like, what is going on with teams and organizations, coaches and jobs? Wow. Do you, oh think, do you think you're? Do you think that your new uh, Nebraska head coach just got uh, just got fired from Carolina, or is he? He's more of a Wisconsin. He might be a Wisconsin guy. True. Uh, I don't think does he. I don't know if he knows if Trev knows him or he probably knows of him. I don't know. I, I'm not putting I'm not putting down Nebraska right now. But so we'll talk about right. this later because he's he's making like forty some sixty some whatever ridiculous amount of money. Right. I think Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin is probably the more premier job right now over right Nebraska. Now. Would you say that just in recent like the last 10, 15 years because they've gone to yeah. more Rose Bowls and whatnot? Yes, yes. So I, he he he's probably on the short list for that. I mean, for that job right now, because I, I don't think he'll coach in. I I can't imagine he coaches in the pros again. Yeah, um, that's unfortunate. I just didn't. I didn't see that coming either. Just like I saw Paul Chris last week, not you know yeah. having a job. Here in Wisconsin, it was just like what? Just interesting. interesting. Let's let, let's let's get right into the ugly stuff with the Packers. But first, let me yeah. let me get this bet online. Football's cool. back. Well, for most people, football is back. Bet online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You're going to find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to Bet Online now. Receive your 100% welcome bonus by using our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. 100% welcome bonus. That is a ridiculous offer. 10 bucks gets you 20. I can't think of anything better than that. So we did the odds last yeah. week. But yeah, basically, like, uh, throw the odds out the window if you're getting a two for one deal on, the, on your money. You know what I mean? Un- right. That's insane. So, Go now to receive rewards. Uh, receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Ag, that is probably going to be the highlight of the show right there. That's it. Because this, the Packers Giants game, I, I haven't seen. Like I haven't been following since I retired. I would say that I've followed the Packers the last couple of years more so than I did you know when I first stepped away. Right. So I'm not like Packers Twitter, Packers social media. Every, people are angry. Right, oh, like fan, okay. fans are legitimately angry, and I actually watched this game yesterday, and just in, a, I'm just, I'm perplexed. Like, how can a team that looks so good on paper, right, be so 
average, unimaginative. Um, right. It's it, it just nothing really looks good. Like nothing looks great. You know, you could say an individual guy looks nothing looks great in this game. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're a team right now that this is what it looks like to me, where maybe they're li- maybe listening to the their their news bites, like how good they are. And not really saying, OK, we could just show up and win, you know, not saying they're doing that, but looking like that's what I'm seeing. Because you got a team in terms of the Giants that, like you say, like we've been saying, like you just said, on paper doesn't match up. This should be a not a not an easy win, but should be a win. And then that win does. We were nine point favorites, man. Right. I mean, that's an easy National Football League. That's that's an easy. The pe- the smartest people in the country are saying this is an easy win. You, yeah. I mean, honestly, you know. Yeah. It's so with that, you know, and even watching the second half where they don't score another touchdown or field goal was like really like that was the most surprising part for the game for me. The second half, they score all the 20 points in the first half and nothing in the second half. And I'm like, and you have a four-time MVP. You have Pro Bowl caliber running backs, receivers, or kind of that's the only iffy spark. Um, part, of, part, of, part of the offense is the receivers because they're young. Um, you have the blocking there and you have the defense there. You just got to play with a pride now. It's not, you know, it's not about the talent. It's about how much you want to win. And I think right now that is the question mark. If I'm a captain on that team, I'm asking myself and the players in that locker room, we're going to have a team player meeting and say, hey, how many in this guys in the room want to win? Not just, I don't care what's in the bank. I don't care what y'all playing for. What are y'all really playing for in terms of ourselves in this room? Because we should have won that game this weekend. Yeah, there's just there's a lot that came out, and then you know some talk came out of the locker room afterwards about well, if we lose to the Jets, then we should be worried. And you know, Aaron Aaron clapping back on Jared about hey, listen, you know we talk our things, you know, manif- we can manifest things by talking about them. Listen, I think the the most frustrating part about this game to me is something that I think T.J. Slayton said after the game. It was basically like they were surprised on what happened, and they didn't the 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 game plan like for me. Mm. Brian Dable's done such a good job. Again, he could be – he's up for coach of the year at, at this point, right? Nick Sirianni, Brian Dable. I mean, yep. Mike McCarthy may – or McDaniel might get might get back into that. Mike McDaniel – well, Mike McCarthy too maybe. He's doing pretty well. But right. Mike McDaniel might be another one of those guys. But it's it's shocking to me that a guy who has a quarterback at the level of, of Daniel Jones has, you know, an elite talent in Saquon Barkley, has some guy, but their team has conviction where ours doesn't. Right. Their has that grit, whatever that you know, you squeeze and you turn your elbows in and you're just kind of ready to go. Like mm-hmm. that is, they have that in spades. They just play. They believe they're going to do it. The enthusiasm for one another and everything they're doing is, it's palpable. Mm-hmm. And when you go into a game and you watch, if you watch the Chicago game versus the giants, the game plan is right there, especially from a giants offensive perspective. They are, they're going to run Saquon. They're going, to want, they're going to run Brita. They're going to run and they're going to run play action and they're going to run a ton of keep passes, even with the, the ankle. And I know that everyone, you know, Mark Sanchez is talking about, oh, the Packers staff's looking at the ankle. Dude, they don't have another choice because right. if you let him sit in the pocket, that's his, like, that's his kryptonite. He can't sit in the pocket and make decisions. So what no. are they going to do? They're going to put him on the move. They're going to have him turn his back. So when he turns around, it's like throw to the open guy. You don't have to start reading complex coverages. Mm-hmm. And, it's just it's befuddling to me, and it's not like it's not like 
we gave up a ton of yards. I mean, listen, if, if you take away Saquon Barkley's 40-yard uh, run, which yep. you can't take it away, but there's one play in Wildcat. You got a 40-yard run. They should have ran Wildcat a lot more than they did, quite frankly. I'm surprised but, they didn't. Yeah, we were talking about it. We talked about it in the preview. It's like that's what I would have ran the for half the offense, but yep. that one 40-yard run, they got 85 yards on 30 carries. I mean, that's good. That's great defense. Yep. That's that's it. And then the rest of it, you just start going, well, Daniel Jones is hitting cross route, shallow cross, he, deep cross, bootleg cross. Like, right. well, hey, guess what they're gonna run, guys? Crosser, it was just it's 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 when it, when coaches or excuse me when players come out and they're like we're surprised that we didn't adjust better than we did they're talking about themselves but they're talking about everybody and that's where yeah. I was like oh man this is maybe a a symptom yeah and 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 that second half showed that because they didn't score no more points because that adjustment that's where it happens you come out you go into halftime saying okay we got a fourteen point lead. Um, what can we do now? Watching whatever the guys in the booth saw, can we adjust to make better to get more touch? We get if we get two more touchdowns in the field, we get ten more points. We score a touchdown field goal, then we could probably lock this game in, and then defense then can secure it. So from halftime, what did we see up in the booth, and what did we see on the sideline? Offensive plays that work, and defensive plays that work that we then want to initiate in the second half to then get those ten points or fourteen points to close this game out. And so that was – I said, I didn't see the yeah. – no adjustments because there was no point score. So that, to me, was like they were backpedaling trying to figure it out, and it was too late because the Giants had the had all the momentum on their side of the ball um, and getting and making a play. Saquon goes out with the shoulder, comes back in, balling, doing his thing. And I said that if you let him do his thing, you can still slow down Daniel Jones and all that. And then that was the, that was the wild card with Daniel. Daniel did not – he came out just a – able to complete all those routes that they knew was coming. So it's just like, that was the problem. Once they let Daniel do his thing, then now it's a balanced offense. It wasn't just Saquon all day. Now you got both guys there making problems, converting touchdowns or getting touchdowns, converting first downs and things like that. And momentum going on their way. And that's what happened. And then once you get behind the momentum ball, it's hard to make it up, especially, you know, either way you want to look at it, it was on the road for both teams. So this is not a home game. This is a road game because of everything going on. So that momentum then caught up, you know, caught up and, and beat all the Packers were behind that eight ball. I felt like this, I said this, you know, uh, we're a death by a thousand paper cuts team right now. Yep. Yep. What I meant by that was like, Jaron Reed gets a sack, defensive pass interference, right? Rashawn Gary gets a sack, defensive holding call. End of the play, Rasul Douglas, you know, needless. Needless personal, needless personal foul, right? And whether or not it's a real call or, you know, it's like, they're, this is what they're calling. We'll talk about the Tom Brady thing later. You know, they're calling these ridiculous things. So you just got to be smart. But mm -hmm. it's four extra first downs on defense. You had two more penalties on special team. You, know, you just start going like, we, stuff we don't need. You're a smart team. Should be yeah. the least penalized team in the league, quite frankly. Exactly. Yet we have trouble. Where, I say Quan Barkley is unique. We had some we had some tackling issues, and again, I'm going. It's almost like I don't even want to bring it up because he is unique. But you still got to do your job, yeah. Right. But the thing that stands out is, it felt like to me. You look at the first the first series, the first couple series of the game, it's running the ball, short passes. Aaron bails you out a couple times on you know like the first third down. He bails you out by the throw to Cobb. It, nobody else is going to make yep. that play except Pat Mahomes. Right? Yeah. But you're not really – it's like you're dinking and dunking, but it's an efficient offense. But, but then, not, at some, then at some point it's like – Aaron's like, dude, I'm a thoroughbred, bro. Like, let me run. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it go. We need to take some shots. We, 
they're giving us the shots. We got to take them. But when you don't hit, when you never hit them, then we all, then all of us collectively go back and go, well, why'd you stop? Why'd you stop? Right. Aaron Jones and AJ are having good games. Why did we stop? Right. Right. And I believe that is where LaFleur, maybe other thought himself of, okay, we got to get, we, we had the bubbles. We have this, we have this short game going with the pass um, and the run game. And then maybe this, I'll think of, so let's, uh, let's try this. Let's try that. Something a little different, you know, with, with Dobbs or trying to go to um, Watson, get him in the game when it's like, wait a minute, this is a game that still needs to be won and not a place, not a time to try out things that you're testing and, and, and go with things that are working and the run game. Okay. The past That's a great way up. to put it. Hey, yeah. hey, we're not testing out stuff right now. Yeah. That's like, like when you're up, when you're up like 40 points in college and they're like, all right, run the fake punt. So the next team has to watch it on film. Yeah. No, you got to prep for it. Like this wasn't the time. No, this is not the time to do that. And then what that did though, gave the Giants time to then their momentum, like I already mentioned, and then confidence to play the game. And then now they're they're looking at this like, wait a minute, we're in the fourth quarter and we're down by three. Oh, these are the Packers. Oh, okay, let's do this. Let's go. And then and so you give them that, you give them that little piece of life. And we've both been in those games. It's like when you give that team that is big underdogs, you give them that little piece of life between the penalties, between the little mistakes that happen and not converting, you know, the as the game went on, what did we see with that pocket for Aaron? That pocket started to disappear real fast. When he tried to step up, there was nothing to step up to. When he tried to roll out, there was nothing to roll out to other than a defensive end or a linebacker in his face. They're putting their hands up. Then now they got – they're like, we got this. Now we just got to make some plays. We got this. And they've been in these games all year for them. Yeah. We saw this, and I, and I called it last week. They've been playing tougher games mentally they're ready for that time if it gets close it's going to be a problem and it got close that's a great point i I, again i just go back to i think i think for me brian dayball is is way up here for me Mm -hmm. i just he's doing something again you and i see this as an athlete like there's something that he is bringing a belief a, a, a conviction that they can just go in and get the job done. And there wasn't any talk about, you know, Matt LaFleur was like, I don't, you know, he, he wants to kind of complain about that they have to go to London. He doesn't like it. I just want to say anything bad. You know, Aaron loves it. And these other guys are kind of complaining about it. It's this, is that. It's like, dude, we're going to play a game. We're going to go play it. That's it. We're going for a win. And it just the whole, the whole week kind of felt like that. Um, but you never think it's actually going to manifest when you're, when you're a nine point favorite. So right. real quick, let's, let's go. Let's just go through offensive skill, defensive skill, so we can get to the meat and potato stuff, man. Yep, yep. So I'll say this. First, the first series, you know, we, we talked about Aaron bails us out. Yep. Um, we end up we end up not having a good bits blitz pickup on the by the right tackle at, at the last on the third and five. So we end up kicking the field goal. Um Tanyan gets bailed out on what I was a you know good call for us, but a questionable call on that PI for the first touchdown yep. drive. Um Christian Watson, another thing. Like, have we not expanded his playbook yet? Like, what, he has two end of rounds? Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's like, just running. I know he knows how to run fast, deep. Like, can we do something that would – like, if we were going to run deep to Cobb, no offense to Cobb, but, like, if I, if you're asking me, I'll run deep to Watson over deep to Cobb, like, every time, right? So, again, it's a, it's just an it's, – it's that kind of stuff that's kind of driving me insane. And they, But I think the bottom line of this is, A.G., and we always talk about, you know, Devontae not being here and all these guys getting used to everybody. 
there are some very specific throws in the last two games. And I'm talking about like over shoulder throws. We talked about the red line last week and we yep. see these throws that are just this far off, but they are off. Mm-hmm. And those are the difference right now between us dropping 35, 39 points and yeah. losing this game. Right. Yeah. You look at that uh, bubble screen to Aaron Jones on the third and short. You, that's a pass he's caught before, mm-hmm. um, and your mindset as a player is the ball's coming to me. That gives you better anticipation of that ball's coming. Maybe it came a little hot because the blitz was in his face because they brought seven. They only blocked six, so they had a DB in his face. So, But as a player, if you're Aaron, you're Watson, anybody, any receiver in that alignment, the ball's coming to me. So get your head and hand, hand and eyes around fast yeah. and then get the ball at field to further conversion do that um so those are the situations like you like you said that that's the skill that's something you got to like anticipate no matter what it's four receivers out here i'm coming every receiver got to be thinking i'm coming i'm gonna get the ball towards me so i could catch it we could convert and then get up the ball keep the ball going up the field because when yeah, those, those stops in the game that was that was the tough and that was a the little bit of momentum that was going over carrying over to the giant side of the ball and that's a that's a that's a thousand paper cuts thing right it's just yep. it's just like a missed assignment here it's a it's a it's a penalty there um, I, I want to wait for the last sequence until we get to the trench warfare stuff. But defensively, one thing that keeps standing out, and last year everybody was running this the shell coverage and, and your, mm-hmm. you know, hey, bend but don't break. And right now, every time you watch, if you watch like the sideline copy, mm-hmm. every single play, and Slayton come, came out of nowhere this week. Let's just call it what it is. Right? Yeah, I know we thought he was going to have a big Slayton game. Okay? Yeah. Okay. But you look at, you look at the sideline copy – Every DB is off a minimum of eight to 10 yards every single play. Like we don't run press. Like, and and wh- one of the reasons is it's Ben, but don't break. We're going to run the shell coverage. Maybe they'll drop a guy and run Robert and run three buzz. But mm-hmm. really when you, when you look at all this stuff, it stems from like Joe Barry's not running a lot of DB pressure. You know, right. I think he had his first one last week. Yeah. Not running a lot of stuff. not running a lot of uh, linebacker dogs. And so oh. we're just playing this base. And it becomes incredibly difficult, I think, when you give a, a guy like Daniel Jones, who's who is despite the um, despite the ankle injury, he's still mobile and he mm-hmm. throws better on the run. He throws better when his back turns. He runs play action pass, and every team right now is killing us on on crossers. Whether it's a, a fifteen yard crosser, yeah. whether it's like whether it's like a lazy corner or lazy post whether it's a shallow cross where Saquon caught it for 35 yards or whatever, every one of these plays is going through. So they did what they, they lost on a man to man, but a lot of these historically for the last couple of weeks, they're losing these when we're going through zones and we're not communicating. That happened the first game with Jefferson, maybe most notably, right? Yeah. But these are cross the ball. So crossers for those who are listening at home is like the guy has to start on the left and get over to the right across the football. Right. So that's a a cross. is not just like a slant. It's a full across, so it takes time, but it also takes communication on the defensive side. And that's the one thing that, to me, of everything that's happening, why can we? Why are we having such a difficult – we're giving up the most yards for crossers in the league by, like, a lot, I think, oh. right, right now for our secondary, who, again, yeah. has, like, multiple first-round draft picks in it and should should be better right now, should be better. Should be a lot better, you know. Like you said, it's communication is bouncing the, the zone call. Hey, he coming your way. He's coming. You know, say something. You know, fall down. Just say and start yelling, please. But yeah, when I saw that play happening, I'm like, 
It's definitely zone, but where he caught the ball, he wasn't nobody was around him for ten yards before he even got upfield. Before he, you talking about Saquon? Yeah, when he made the oh. cut, uh, Adrian Amos. When he when he juke Amos, it was it was savage. It was savage on savage. that one. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right because it happened earlier with Amos. Yeah, I'm like, but it was nobody within 15 yards of him after he caught the ball. So they were all deep. They were all worried about the deep ball, and so that is a. A film of Dayball or any other OC, whoever's calling plays, saying, okay, look what the defense is going to do if we do this. This is what we're going to have wide open in this situation if it comes up and it came up. So that's just them doing their due diligence, finding plays that's going to get our best player open, which is Saquon running around, which what um, LaFleur has done a lot with, with Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon or even Watson. We could use them or Devontae back last year is doing that. So get to, I think they need to look at that and have that in a memory bank for some of the next game, but just not getting into a point where you kind of not come off of what you do as an offense or defense to stop plays or get plays, uh, big plays up the field. And it was no big plays too, um, explosive plays. If you look at that, not a lot of explosive plays this game at all. It was mostly um, short, short range to medium plays. That was about it for the Packers offense. Yeah, this, this is uh well, this is the part of the show that I really I just wait for because let's just talk yeah. trench warfare. I, I just was, I just want to end I just want to end by saying that I just yeah I just want to end by saying with 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 the skill stuff. This is probably the first game where I go uh, the skill guys like nobody loses you the game, but this is the first game where you know, you start really breaking down the film. It's like mm-hmm. the guys up front. This maybe wasn't the most dominant performance, but. This was this felt different in the way that we lost the game because of the coverages, because of the penalties on defense, especially because of the missed opportunities in the passing game. And I, of course, lump AJ and and Aaron into the trench warfare, like big guy stuff. You know what I mean? But it just seems like we're we're showing up in this one spot, and we're not showing up as much other places. And it's just look, it it takes time, and that's okay. But what is just grating on me is that as a as a former player is that mm-hmm. if you if it's not working okay go to what's working right. on offense especially yeah. just go to what's working just trust these guys i ever you know we had we'll get into this discussion about eight man nine man box but give me a break yeah eight man nine man, yeah we'll run an eight man box yeah we'll write he had his first run in eight man box well way to go you know, like AJ, right. I said, like, how many hundreds of clips could we pull from you running an eight-man box? Golly, all day, the whole season, pretty much. So. Let's get this. Let's get this trench right. So, I guess the first thing I want to say about the, the offense is, given the fact that they're a little bit now that I know they got Kayvon Thibodeau, and, and mm-hmm. but you know he's a he's a high round draft pick, but he hasn't really dominated this this NFL oh, he, yet, right? He's been injured. Right. Um. I don't think they have guys on the edges that can hold up. And our our tackles held up pretty well, right? I think everybody's talking about the, the last play of the game. Well, Bakhtiari's letting him go in so Aaron can spin out. That's what they do every time they run the damn Hail Mary. Like, you know, we got to exactly. pay attention to that. Um, yeah. He did get beat inside a, a, a earlier on a play. And then yeah. we don't know why Bakhtiari, you know, I don't know at least why Bakhtiari didn't play as much this game. He played 70 out of 73 snaps last time. He didn't play. He played maybe a third of the snaps this game. So maybe there was something wrong. I'm not really sure. But I was shocked how we game plan for this team, AG, because we should be attacking. You think we're going to attack edges? We're going to down block, right? We're going to pull our guys. We're going to we're going to pull in traps so we'll keep them honest. We can run the we can run the tight end full band combo on the outside. 
Mm-hmm. And like we ran the ball well. We did. But again, when it's when you're just struggling in other areas, it's like Aaron and AJ should be getting two snaps of running for every three we run. Like we don't need that. We just don't, or at least four. Like we don't need yeah. to have 19 carries for those guys at the end of the day. That is, it just seems unacceptable. And by the way, AG, how many guys, like when when did it happen that five yards of carry wasn't good enough? I, I don't know. Like where the where the hell did that come from? Five yards. Our guys average five yards of carry, over five yards of carry every single game this year. They average over five yards of carry this game. AJ is almost at six. We get 19 carries and we're winning the game until the last quarter. Right. What the hell are we doing? That's the that's the overthinking. That that is what I call coaches overthinking because they see something that's not working, but realize something that's already working that they're using and not going back to it to keep things balanced and not just do the simpleness. Sometimes simple the simple things get overlooked all the time in professional sports because I see this in basketball, I see it in baseball sometimes too, um, where they got what's working right there. Like you got that yards per carry average north of three, and that's all you three three is great. But if you're north of three, two more yards, then you already got it. And every time I saw AJ or Aaron Jones run the ball, they were picking up eight, you know, two, it was two runs in a row where AJ, Aaron Jones, not the biggest back, picked up 16 yards by himself on two plays. And so it's like, you have that going, let's keep that going, then mix in. That's when you start getting in the flow of mixing in play action pass and then all these short passes to keep the defense honest because then they can't set their defense to blitz or to cover zone or man bump all the whole game they gotta they try to figure out and when you you have a defense trying to figure it out then you got them where you want to be you got them where you want them it should be the it should be in our in our specific situation given this, the talent level at running back given the talent level at quarterback and then given the youth inexperience and mm-hmm. you know different things we have going on at wide receiver i think it's safe to say that the wide receiver's best friend in our offense is a healthy running game it should yeah. be because right. it really yes. can't be any easier, right? Like they can play one, zero, three. Like if they're going to bring anybody, they got his own blitz, right? I mean, it just it should make things very, very easy. But for whatever reason, it just yeah. doesn't seem like it, it's happening. I'll say this: uh, Myers, JRJ. I yeah. thought they started off the game doing a great job in the wide zone. I, um, Dexter Lawrence, number ninety-seven for their team. Like I knew they were missing. Um, oh, uh, the, US, the USC guy, um, Williams. Yeah, Williams. So they're missing him. Who's a great player, but Dexter Lawrence, what a load! Great, you know, he's he's a good guy, a good player. He's a good guy to watch because he does a great job of when you're trying to stretch, getting like playing that backside cutback, yeah. shedding and making a lot of plays. I really like the way he played. He got he's the guy who got the sack on Royce. This is oh. another thing that we're kind of talking about, like on the Royce sack, right? So Royce gets pulled back by a 345 pound guy playing three technique, which is not crazy. Until you watch the sack and you realize Royce is actually stepping down at right guard on a possible squeeze call for the for the Mike linebacker who's in the in the A gap. Now yeah. there's only five people in the entire box, and we got five blockers, right? So it's yep. scat protection. So in scat protection, what that means for everybody out there is like there's no running backs, there's no tight end to help. It's just five on whoever they bring, and the quarterback has a lot of, a lot of hot rules. We have trips out to the left, so there's three guys out there. Nobody's on the ball. So even if somebody comes, okay, they're coming from depth. The Mike linebackers walked up over the center, 
And we still go to the left and put Royce in this impossible situation. So now Royce has to step down and see if the Mike linebacker is going to show. Then he has to kick back out and try to block a 345 pound guy on a bull rush. And you're just like, it's just one of those things where you go, dude, like, that's not fair. Like, you know, he's nobody's going to block him doing that. That doesn't make any sense. And, no. and it's just, again, death by a thousand paper cuts. I'm sure we could have called that differently. Like, ultimately, you go where the quarterback wants you to go. Yeah. But if he's saying, like, he's not coming, then we you have to have a call. So it's like, dude, you got to set on a 345-pound bull rush guy. Like, that. that you're putting a guy who's already um, – not having a like necessarily a bad game on right. Sunday, but not having the best start to the season in a really, really bad situation in, in, a, in a time where we need to make plays. Right. Yeah. Like I said, that gives that just gave uh, it gives the Giants defense, you know, more confidence to run certain plays, certain ETs. And that's what we saw the rest of the game because that pocket was not stable come basically the second half, fourth quarter. That's when that pocket for Aaron, where he was running out of the pocket, stepping up and stepping up to uh, D lineman or his offensive lineman's <laughs> back and having it a tough time trying to bail out left or right. Well, okay, so let's talk about the end of the game, right? So we get this drive yeah. going. So we're down seven, we get the end of the game, and it's third It's third and two. Everybody knows that we're, we have two – it's two down territory, okay? Yeah. We're averaging over five yards a carry. Did I mention that in the running yeah. in the, in the running back? And, and yeah. it's it, it's been like – it hasn't been bad. Now, the play before, Aaron Jones, it's down there. They're, they're running uh, – you know, they've got an eight-man box. First time mm -hmm. Aaron Jones has seen one. Mm -hmm. We have a B with between Royce Hill and Jenkins, number 93. Let me get his name uh, because he did a great job on this play. Uh, Nick Williams. Oh, it's Nick for Williams from Detroit, of course. Um, so Nick, Nick comes out and doesn't split the double team, but pushes it down the line. Royce comes off early. They don't get vertical push. Aaron runs into him. Bakhtiari gets beat inside by Kayvon Thibodeau and probably Kayvon's biggest play of the game, yeah. right? He kind of dives and wraps up Aaron's ankles, but really Aaron got stopped because he ran into 93. Okay. Yep. So out of, I don't know how many plays we got to tackle for, for, for really for no gain. So now we have two plays left. All right. Yeah. And the giants are going cover zero. You're down in the end zone. Okay. So, there's a couple of different things to think about because a lot of people asked me last night and there's this conversation comes up because a lot of people out there go, well, it's a numbers game. If they're doing this and we have to do that. And if we're, and if they're doing that, we have to do this. Yeah. And I think what we miss is context. What are we good at? Who are our good players? Who, what players are performing? Where are our matchups that we like and we don't like? Mm -hmm. Okay. And in this situation, if we've gotten to a certain spot by averaging five yards plus a carry, and we think we are double teams can win, even though it didn't win the play before. All right. Is it, is it prudent? Is, does it make sense to call a running play on third and two, knowing that you have a passing opportunity on fourth and two, if you got to have it right. Yeah. And, and so what happened is they ended up throwing the ball on third and two. And I think they had, A.J. Dillon on the dive, fourth and two versus zero. And he called it off and had the ball batted down. He was trying to throw Lazard. So that's probably on the on the you know on the spot. Quarterback makes the decision yep. to live with the play. Yep. But when you when you go at it, AG, let's just talk a little bit about because a lot of go, why would you run into an eight-man box? And I start going, like, are you serious? Like every, because you're better than the other team. Yeah. So on the last play of the game. They've got an eight-man box. They have, uh, I want to say, everybody up on the line of scrimmage. Two guys off the edge are going for Aaron, okay? Yep. 
So the so essentially with a tight end, you've got six blockers plus plus AJ Dillon, and you've got really six on six. Yeah. Because you got two guys going right for Aaron, and on a dive play, they will never ever ever catch AJ Dillon no. for a two yard gain. Okay, so they're at they really don't count. So you're really looking at you're going to have an uh, on the left side, you're going to have a man on man block, you're going to have a double team center right guard left guard, you're going to have a double team uh right guard right tackle single block on the backside with with uh with mercedes lewis yeah. or we'll or we'll mix that around and say center's on his own double team here but you know you got two double teams in the middle is the point mm-hmm. if they walk up you have single blocks and there's going to be like there was a single block between myers and a 240 pound linebacker who's going to blow him off the ball so now you've you've the giants have moved those guys up so you have singles but you still have creases where good running backs make plays. Yeah. That's why in my estimation, I'd like you to explain your perspective. That's why in my estimation, you at least look at running in an eight, nine man box. If you have the personnel to do it. Yeah. To, to, to have Aaron or have AJ back there in that situation, not only do you have the physics to win because he's two fifty. He's he's been around long enough now. He could see the creases. So once the one run fits all happen, run fits. That means guys are connected. Just find the soft spot, and he knows what that looks like. And he's gonna you know move people. He's gonna pro- run up somebody's back, but that's okay because we're trying to win this game. I apologize to you at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Get the first down, and then now you got a new set of downs. You got a little bit of time left to either do both again, run the ball again up the middle to walk to basically walk across the end zone um, goal line there, or do another hopefully short pass but don't you know tip it i think even on that pass they had he had he got to look at backside he had romeo and uh, watson where obviously you know now you know yeah we lost you for a minute but i think that you know hindsight's 50 50 yeah go ahead ag hear me yeah i got you well i was i was just agreeing with you so so hindsight's 50 50 on where you know aaron's gonna throw where aaron's gonna throw the one point I wanted to bring up about too is when Leonard Williams isn't in, in, in rostered the giants. And this is a big, like this, again, this is contextual awareness. This is football IQ. The giants don't have a single defensive lineman that you consider a penetrator. Other than Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams is that guy for them. He's not in the game. The rest of these guys are space eaters. So, so as a running back, you already know, like the worst Mike's going to do is a stalemate. Like I'm not getting, I want a stalemate. Yeah. yeah, they're they're not going to beat me on my inside shoulder. You know what I mean? They're not going to beat me into the A gap. They're going to, at the worst, I'm going to get stalemated, and then you just have to kind of run underneath that arm tackle and get your two. So for for those reasons, like running into an eight man box is an and the I guess the other most obvious thing is AG. If we didn't run into eight, or an eight man box, we wouldn't run the football back when you were playing. Very simply, right? Which went crazy. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It's like if, yeah. if if you can't start, you know, cutting the herd and figuring out how to move bodies when you need yards and you're going to rely on – like if you're going to rely on what the defense wants you to – you know, is going to dictate to you, then yeah. what is your identity exactly? Yeah, you, 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 you won't have an identity because you won't react off of that because seeing, you know, an eight-man box, nine-man box, all I'm looking for is if I see a little crease, a little bit of light, I'm dropping my shoulder pad and I'm running right through it. And in that situation, 100%, you coming with me, you know, a defensive guy or in my lineman. We're going to get this first down together to try to get this victory because we shouldn't even be right now in this situation, but we are. But let's go. I'll tell you what, the, like the worst, the worst 
maybe football moment of probably both of our careers is when it was fourth and one in Philly. Oh. Right. And so we, so we, so we missed the first one because they had penetration and we ran a play quite frankly that we had never run. Right. Uh, it was like 92 G lead or something for the first yeah. time. Yeah. But the, the next time we have, we have a fourth and fourth and half a yard, fourth and a yard. And I will never forget Mike Flanagan. And I have, have a backup defensive tackle in the a gap and we are screaming at Brett just, Dude, trust us. Like this, I don't right. care if they have every. I don't care if every single person is sitting right there. I know for a fact that from a matchup standpoint, that guy is going to get moved at least two yards back if Mike and I go at him. And there's yeah. nothing their linebacker can do about it. Yep, and I. And so yeah, and so from that, it's like those things matter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. That matters at least, if not more. Than just going like, well, they're in, uh, they're in bear, and they got all these guys up. We we got to throw the ball. Like oh. fans out there, it's not that easy. If that was yeah. that easy, man, then it would just might as well just go play Madden. No, exactly. You gotta not you gotta be able to make those big business decisions and, and get the ball rolling. So on the defensive side, look, Woo. Kenny Clark shows up early in this game, like he's in the backfield for the entire first couple series, John, John Feliciano, like that, that center was having nightmares. Right. Yep, um, I think the big thing here is they're playing at a, I thought the defensive line played at a pretty high level. They we did. had two sacks where Sean Gary had the one at the beginning of the half. And then Jaron Reed had one. They were both called away. Preston had a sack. So right now, then you're looking at all of a sudden in a game where the quarterback's not dropping back very much. We have three sacks, right? right. And, and I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be that guy. Like what if, what if, what if, but you just right. kind of look at this stuff and like, yeah, the, the wildcat formation, which we've already talked about, they should have been in that more often. That was something that we didn't do a very good job with. Um, but that's, that's 40 yards out of 125 on one play. You know, for the most part, these guys played well. Um, I guess the, the one thing that I would say, and I keep bringing this up every week until, you know, until Chris Barnes comes in in these situations is like, Quay's got to be more physical, man. And it, yeah. there was a lot in the run game where guys were just kind of pushing them off the screen. But the thing that just drove me insane was Eric Stokes, who we don't talk about a lot in this, this, this podcast. Like, right. you know, it's he's kind of like a like quarterback's kind of like lineman, right? Like, mm -hmm. you don't talk about him unless they get beat. And Stokes has been playing pretty well. Right. Well, so Stokes had a bad game. Like, Stokes missed tackles. He had some missed assignments and miscommunication on some of the key passes. And on one of the plays uh, late late in the game when they were driving to score, they caught a Slayton caught a slant on him, okay? Yeah. And they caught a slant, and he kind of missed the tackle. And Quay came over and just kind of gave him one of these. And he bounced off, spun out, and he rolled, He basically, like, spun and fumbled himself into a first down. Yeah, I saw that. We didn't have the first down. And, then, and it's like, dude, you're our Georgia first-round middle linebacker, and we're on the six-yard line. You take yeah. his damn head off. Take the like, ball, ball out, whatever. Yeah, you, you put your yeah. shoulder pad right on that football, helmet right on the football, however you want to look at it. You know, and, and that's that's one of the plays where I'm like, hey, Quay, we're on the six. If they get half the distance to the goal, I'm good. I don't want him to catch that ball. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you figure it out. You know, I, I, you don't have to go helmet to helmet. It doesn't have to be illegal. But, bro, you got to be physical there. Like, this, this is a – this is a grown man moment, right? Yeah. You this is somewhere you can... Micah Parsons kills that human. Yeah. He destroys him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Micah Parsons ends Slayton's day that and on that play. 
Yeah. So just yeah, plays like that throughout the game, like you, you mentioned it, thousand paper cuts. So it's just now look at those mistakes and get ready for the next game because you got another tough team that's been winning games tight, tightly, uh, coming in your home field. Get rested up and let's go. There's no excuses. You know, mistakes are made. We know that. Just come and play ball. That's about it. What did you think after the game? I think we talked about it a little bit, but I just want, what's your opinion? So Alexander comes out and says, hey, listen, you know, we lost. We're in London. It's, you know, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. It's tough. And then Aaron goes, no, like, you know, that's not, that's not how we think about things. That's how, that's not how we're going to talk. Right. We got to, I think you, you got it right. I think there will be a players only meeting. Yeah. What do you, you know, is that, is that what you think comes out of that whole situation? Cause that you probably got to clear the air a little bit then, huh? You got to clear the air and you got to not have that mindset. And, and cause you know, you just straight up got beat, you know, that, that game right there was had nothing to do. Like, like you say, you take away all the frills that's in London that we're big money contract guys. No, this is just a game that we were out talented or I say we were outplayed, not out talented. I take that back. Right. Outplayed in four quarters. And then in some instances, the coaches, we were out coached in some instances here in some of the play calling offensively and defensively and what we should have did. And then, and then the execution, execution side of it, of helping the players be in the right place at the right time. And so look at that. And I'm not, you know, I'm going to say, hey, you can't – I know it's press conference. I know you're trying to deal – this is the way – if that's the way you deal with a loss, just make that clear to me because right. you dealing with a loss like that is telling me where I don't deal good with losses. You know, I look at me first. I beat myself up. Then I look on film and anybody I know that we're okay, we got good rapport with, we're going to beat each other up about what we could do better in the next game. I'm not going to just wipe it off as just nonchalantly Oh, is this that we're gonna we gonna be back? We better be back next week for one, um, and be ready to go. Because if not, this is gonna be a problem. Um, and so yeah, we're having a we were having a meeting because I'm like, where is y'all mindset at? I know where mine's is at. Mm-hmm. You know, you know no, yeah, they, no question. Yeah, they won up. They won up us. But this is my mindset: is to get better. Are we doing this together, or are we on our own agendas here? You know, let's find that out. And that's the talk that that may happen. That should happen. I'll say that it should happen. I, I think this. I think they have a great locker room. You like to think this is. You know, it's like you want to think think this is a lapse, but I think if if we're being honest, even when they scored twenty in the first half, you kind of look at it and you go, all right, well, the the Tunyon, uh, the the Tunyon, um, pass interference. You know, it's a toss up. Yeah. Aaron makes an incredible play to get the first field. You start going around. You start going like, all right, there's a. It's 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 not that it's circumstantial. It's just not like you're it, 20 points is a lot and you're not dominating. No. And no. you finish the game. And I mean, did you ever think Aaron Jones would outpass Aaron Rodgers? Like yardage wise, rating wise, anything? Right. Did you did you think that our two guys couldn't outgain their one guy? Like it like right. It just none of this makes sense. And it's been a long time coming as far as we haven't played. I think Matt LaFour said this. We haven't really played, the Packers have not played a full game. No. Offense, defense, special teams in a way that he's right in, in a way that it uh, is the it, it, uh, looks to the identity of I think what this team wants going forward. So maybe they'll have that players only meeting. I'm sure the best part about players only means AG is somebody always leaks it. But <laughs> true, I'll never forget, man. We had I called a players only meeting in Carolina. I swear to God, it's like, and I literally said during the during the huddle, I'm like, hey man, we're at players only meeting. You don't, nobody tell the media. It's not for anybody else to know. I swear to I swear to you, Ken Lucas walked in at lunch and like 
he was like talking to the media. He's like, all right, man, I, I'm fixing to go. Mike called a players only meeting. I'm fixing to go to that right now. See y'all later. It's like, so I, I come out of the meeting. And I'm like, I'm like, well, everyone's at my locker. I'm like, what the hell's going on? God, man. Kenny, what'd you do to me, buddy? <laughs> oh, that man. should have been my first get off my lawn, but get off my lawn. I'll tell you what, here's my first get off my lawn. Whoever had to sit through the NFL Network broadcast, Mark Sanchez, I thought he, I thought he, you know, I guess New York's New York, right? Because I thought he was a jet butt fumble guy. Right. But dude, has anybody, what a homer. Are you serious? Like he was literally yelling at one point during the game where Daniel Jones runs the, uh, he runs another keep pass and he's just yelling at the receiver, turn around, turn around. You're just going, are you kidding? Like, I miss that. More of a fan right now. He want like he wanted to. He wanted some of that Daniel Jones. Like what? He just thought he was a magic man. Like oh, he's got blood right here. What a stud. What a war. You know. I know we're supposed to like. It would have been one of those deals where if you and I were calling the game, of course we're Packers fans, right? But then you you go full disclosure. I'm just going to root for the Packers today. I don't care who thinks, you know. And then if they're playing bad, I'm just going to probably talk trash about them because that's what fans do. This guy is a Jets fan. Like, or you know, what is he doing? I couldn't right. believe it. Mark, right. Yeah, he 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 was a little he was a little slow on the come up um on his commentation there. Some of the stuff. Oh wow. You know, I'm like, huh? I'm like, okay. <laughs> but is it is a hey, he's the butt fumble guy. He still is. He try to I think he try to uh say that he doesn't he's not that guy no more because of what happened a few weeks ago with somebody else or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, people are gonna always no. remember always what's the deal with the uh, nfl network has uh has william mcginnis who's a hall of, i don't know if he's in the hall of fame he probably should be no, he's, he's got yet. kurt warner got kurt warner so but quarterback wise they got kurt warner who's awesome yeah but then they got uh then they have or they used to have well they have they have car car who, oh my they, god I, they, you know, the, I, i've told you the car story right like it's the, it's the looks it's the look mr captain xbox then they got uh they got sanchez who's most famous for butt fumbling and uh, I think they, and then they used to have Matt. Maybe they used to have Matt Liner or something there too. And I'm just going like, man. Uh, he's in college now. He's on college. He's, on he's back to the Fox, right? Yep. I'll tell you what. Everybody should have is they should have a Pat McAfee. That guy went on yeah. College Game Day. Pretty much saved yeah. that show. Lee Corso right. was killing that. Lee Corso was killing that show. He pretty much saved that show. Yeah. We got right, the second. The second one I got is this. I, I don't know if you saw it. Grady Jarrett. They're driving. It's third and five. Oh, I didn't see this. Uh, Falcons are down six to the Bucks. Grady Jarrett sacks Tom Brady, wraps him around the waist. You know, like they fall down. Jarrett, Brady, late, excuse me, they're spinning. So Brady literally falls on Jarrett. And then, you know, Jarrett sacks him, gets up. Brady puts his leg up like he's trying to kick him. And Jarrett celebrates and runs off the field. They throw a flag and give Brady, uh, fifth, they give Grady Jarrett a 15 yard running, roughing the passer penalty which effectively ends the game for the Atlanta Falcons. It was, it was honestly, and we, I've said this before, this is a new low for the national football league. It is an, it is a, if anybody who haven't seen this go online, you can find it anywhere right now. It is a new low in terms of what we're doing to protect some players in the national football league versus others. And I know we're sensitive right now because of the Tua thing, but right. good Lord, this was an awful play. I got to go see that. It was that bad, huh? Oh, my goodness. Well, the thing is, too, it's like, you know, you talk about the tuck rule. 
Yeah. Right? You talk about going at the knees. I think like I feel like we just actually had this conversation like a week or two ago about Tom Brady and another call he got. This one is this one is like it would be like if you know if you bear hug somebody and then rolled around on the you know rolled them to the ground, you that's I don't even know what else he could have done. I don't right. know what else he could have done. You know, I remember when Nadam Kinsu picked up a quarterback, picked him off the ground and threw him on the like literally threw him like a rag doll. Right. And you just went, Oh, dude, that was a pretty good hit, you know? And now it's like, oh gosh, he might get a fine. Like, I just don't know what happened to this. I miss I miss football so much. Like right. real just our football. Yeah, yeah. Like Teddy Bridgewater. So yesterday, so Teddy Bridgewater gets hit, right? Right. So he goes down in the end zone. And it's just a football, it's a good football hit. Yep. And then they, and then, you know, but, but his head comes into contact with grass. So they freak out, which by the way, like how many running backs, their head hits the grass every play every or like helmet to helmet or anything. Right. But his head hits the grass. They freak out. They take him out of the game. Now he had an elbow injury as well, but they said, and nobody see, he passed all the percussion, or, excuse me. He passed all of the concussion protocols, right? but because the rule that they just instituted on Saturday they said that at some point he stumbled or did something. Nobody saw it. And I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying nobody saw it. Right. And he passed all the protocols. And so now the Miami Dolphins, I don't know if he could have come back because of the elbow, but they're sitting on their third string quarterback. They get blown out by the Jets. Who Sanchez should have been, he should have been doing that game. He would have been thrilled. Can you imagine? <laughs> right. Good. I just don't know what's happening with the league. Like, it, it, it's, it, it's, at some point they're going to lose money. At some point, yes. they will lose dollars yeah. because of this. Because you're not doing anybody any favors by saying, like, oh, you can't touch the quarterback. You put him in a pink jersey. Seven on seven lives forever. Like, this right. stuff, it's not going to play, man. People people want to see. We're doing everything we can to make the sport safer. The equipment's better. The brakes are longer, right? We You can't hit as much of practice. But when it's time to play, one of the reasons you get paid a lot of money is because other people aren't willing to do it. No. Right? Like, yeah. you People get entertainers get paid to do things that other people either can't or won't. Or and won't in football, have. it's a little bit of both. And you yeah. kind of every time you go out there, you go, it's football, man. I'm putting my life in my hands a little bit. I know this is a violent sport. Bad things can happen. That doesn't mean we should just stop doing it. Yeah. 100 I agree 100 percent So yeah, it's just interesting. It's gonna be esports then all 100 <laughs> percent Esports, baby. Well, I tell you, you get like a what do you can get like a thumb blister or something like that. Good lord. Yeah, you have to have a medic there. Yeah, they'll shoot. They'll uh, shoot you for a lidocaine for your thumb or something. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, I, I just, I honestly, I'm just. It's, it's, it's really, it's getting really, really difficult. To, even the Rasul Douglas thing, you go, you know, you played in the 2000s. You go, it's a penalty. Yeah, that's for a penalty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, oh, he threw him on the ground. Oh God. I uh, remember I, the best thing I ever seen was a. Uh, so Kiko Alonso was playing linebacker for the Dolphins, right? Yeah. I, I forgot who it was. This guy, this guy runs. They run like a double slant off the right side. Kiko's really smart football player, man. Like he diagnoses it, and he just starts running towards this uh, this wide receiver. The wide receiver has to jump up and catch the ball. Uh oh. So so Kiko catches in midair. The guy catches the ball. Kiko catches in midair, and he's got basically two options. He could end his day and bury him, and I don't even think it's a penalty. It's just as you know what you gotta yeah. do. Yeah, but, but Kiko's afraid to get penalized because he's also the guy that took out um, the Ravens quarterback uh, when he's Joe Flacco slid on like the five yard line and Kiko took his helmet <laughs> yeah, off. That, that was Kiko. Yeah, so so like coming off of that, he picks this guy up and he just kept he just keeps running. 
Like he ran, he ran him for like 25 yards and put him down about 25 yards later. Just kept oh. running down the field like he was going to score with him or something like that. It was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But that's what that's what it's coming to. Yeah, it is because all the everybody trying to not get penalized and everything. Uh, so, but yeah, in my my get off my line. I don't know if you saw this. You probably did because you're always on the Twitter sphere. Is my man Kanye walking around with a White Lives Matter T-shirt? Was he at the Trump rally? Was he at the Trump oh, rally? Probably so. He's buddy buddy. I know he's but he was wearing hats back in when all that was yeah. going on too. So I did. I mean, I didn't. I'm looking at the article now, but I don't even have to read it. It's just come on, man. Just just stop it. I was like, what is there's no point here. Why are you so desperate for attention? Exactly. It's You're no Kanye point. West. You don't need any more attention. I promise. It's like, man, I saw this. I was sitting in because I flew I flew off to the West Coast this past weekend mm-hmm. in San Diego. I was in your own neck of the woods, San Diego. Mm-hmm. And uh and I'm looking, somebody said, Did you see what Kanye did? And I'm like, no. And they showed me the picture of it. He's walking out of a building with the White Lives Matter team. I'm like, this dumb. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, what we, social we, issue do you think he's making? Well, I mean, what statement is he making right there? I'm curious. I'm in your I'm opinion. Trying, I don't know. In my opinion, I say, I, I mean, honestly, it's like other than trying to start a fight, right? You know, that's it's like it. when people do the all lives matter thing, right? I go, well, yeah, I don't, but but clearly, not everyone thinks that needs like clearly, not everyone thinks that needs to be said. No, right? That's I mean, that's why we're, we're the Black Lives Matter is a statement that that is because people are people think that that needs to be like some people need a reminder. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I don't. I don't. I'm not sure the White Lives Matter falls in that category. Right. right. And there's no. Yeah. It's like and that it's not funny. Uh, cute. It's not a fashion statement or whatever he was trying to do because it was I believe he was at some fashion event in New York City and he pulled that out. It was like. Uh, it's like, dude, just stop it. Don't do it ever again. And this, he just being him. Um, some creativity came through him to spark that situation. I don't know, but he needs to get out. We'll get way off my line and don't come back. And please stop all that, Kanye. We have enough going on in this world. We don't need to continue to stir the pot on that that subject. There, we've been down that road plenty of times. Stop it. Just stop it. That's all so, I gotta say. So. T- <laughs> To end, I'll say this. I usually have a hero of the week. It's usually a player, but it's not going to be this week. Right. Because we have our first casualty in the National Football League coaching. And this Matt Rule, what? Matt just... Rule gets fired. And it's almost like, so I, you know, I, I, I follow the Panthers. I played for the Panthers for a number mm-hmm. of years. And he got hired, and David Tepper's, you know, the new owner, and, and mm-hmm. he's done a great job as far as, at least as far as I can. He hires David Tepper, and I think he got like a seventy million dollar contract. And he's coached. He's coached like one year in the National Football League. He's a college football coach. And this is the thing where you go, some a lot actually of college football coaches. It doesn't play in the National Football League. It doesn't play because you're not recruiting guys, right? In this in this league, you have to be able to teach at an elite level. Right, you need to be able to develop players. You 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 need to be able to know how to talk to men and treat them like men. Like yep. it's it's a completely different atmosphere. You're you're not like a college coach isn't worse than an NFL coach, but there are different job requirements. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many guys I've seen at the position coach level or at the head coach level that just struggle because they don't under they don't really fit the job requirement. Mm-hmm. And Matt seems like one of those kind of guys. 
having said that, That's the it. guy's contract is guaranteed. So I think yeah. after all of this, he's gotten he's made forty million dollars on eleven wins. Now I don't know that math off the top of my head. That's something like uh, nine wins. Uh, it's like nine 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 million a win. Is that right? Forty million off eleven. No wait, forty million off eleven. No, it's a uh, it's like three point some million a win. Yeah. Yep. I mean, good lord, yeah, good lord, boy, that math was bad, right? By the way, yeah, <laughs> just under, but it's just just un, just under four million to win, and you just yeah. start going like, oh man, not too shabby. I think he gets paid almost another you know thirty five million dollars to watch SEC Network this year on his Lazy Boy instead of playing. Like he doesn't like if he doesn't want to coach again, he's good. He's still he's still like at the end of this, he gets seventy million dollars, and you just think this is why players go, hmm. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed contracts, man. Huh. So I'll coach. <laughs> I'll my coach. hero of the week. David. Te- hey, listen, you got it. Spend it, I guess. But God, it's I wonder. I'll be interested to see who the hot coaching commodity is and if David Tepper goes back or if he goes and says, you know what, I'm gonna go get um oh, what's the old New Orleans coach's name? Uh the, oh. you know, the th- Sean Payton before because they thought obviously he was gonna take over the Cowboys, but now that McCarthy's winning. Maybe McCarthy's buying himself some time. Yeah. Tepper and Sean Payton would hook up and he all of a sudden all that's actually a very good job right now. If you get a good if you can draft a quarterback, it's a very good job. They they have they have good bones in that in that building. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, well, man, listen, all we can do is you know, you lick your wounds some weeks. That's and, it. Uh, what do we got? The Jets, the Jets are coming in next week. Jets are coming in next week. They, uh, so it's a 12 o'clock kickoff. I'll be at that game okay. watching it in person with some friends that have not been to a Packer game ever. So I'll still be, I won't be talking to them. I'll be watching the game. <laughs> It'll be, a good, I think it's going to be a good game. You know, they, uh, it, yeah. it's interesting. It's like, that's, you know, Robert Sala came out a couple of weeks and weeks ago. I was talking about receipts and everyone's going like, are you kidding? But I've heard that him, he's got him playing well. Okay. Can't yeah. argue with it. They, they're playing good ball out there in uh, East Rutherford, the other New York team. So. Yeah, the uh, Mark Sanchez's New York team. Here we go. <laughs> so thanks for listening on my block yep. uh, presented by Bet Online AG. AG, would you like to tell everybody where they can find you online? Oh, yes, yes, I will. So find me online at right there at MindGreen30, all one word on Instagram and Twitter. And I do my MindGreen's Gamers Lounge on Wednesdays. This week actually is going to be on Thursday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube and Mon Green Gamers Lounge. Check me out there. And that's it, Mike. Nice. All right, Mike168, Twitter, Process to Perform on Instagram. Thanks for listening. As always, we'll get you on Thursday afternoon with the Jets preview. Have a great week, everyone. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.